What up, what up? Is Alex back in the house? What up? And it is I who shall remain nameless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we are rocking. It's just us two tonight. Uh, Nelly Nell, he's been on a crazy shooting schedule lately. So uh, he said he'll be back next week. Top secret. Yeah, yeah. Well, we you gotta say what it is, but uh, oh, okay. You know, we we could. I mean, you know, he's in the biz. He's in the biz. And uh, shout out to everyone who's up in the chat right now. I see uh, Marty is up in the chat. I see a few other people people watching, but no one leaving comments yet. Shout out to the crew. Today we are breaking down. The harder they fall, 2021 release. This one's a this one's a Netflix movie. Now it uh, it was premiered at the BFI London Film Festival in 2021, and that was uh, very prior to being released on Netflix. All right. And I must say, this is a star-studded cast. I mean, the budget on this movie was 90 mil. No small budget, and it's crazy because the actors, even though it is a star-studded cast, yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of actors and actresses you might not remember their names, but you know you know them from something. <laughs> head up by, by the names of the characters they're famous for. Hell yeah, head up by head up by Idris Alba, man, such a G in this movie. What up, Crispy Rufus? Rufus Buck. Rufus Buck. Oh yeah, and uh, this is your first time watching it, and you said, uh, like, if you just put on a random it movie, it was funny too, bro. Let's hear it. What? What was funny? The movie or what? Yeah, it was funny. Like, like it was like there was like you know you know me I laugh at like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, I'll bring a few times up that shit was funny to me, man. Like, just... classic stuff, man. Classic it's... stuff. Yeah, and um, right off the gate, I gotta say, very Tarantino esque. Probably one of the best like Tarantino ripoff. Like, and I don't want to say it's a Tarantino ripoff, but stylistically, with the even as far as like taking actual historic figures and then you know making a fictional story with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because when I went down the little rabbit hole, like the little thirty minutes before we started the show, just like because like you know I was like, oh shit, they're they're actual based on real people. Yeah, loosely, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> do we have any documentation, you know, from the 1800s or whenever this happened? Like, probably not. But, um, yeah, I mean, even at the beginning of the movie, these people existed. Like, that's the first, like, tagline of the movie. And this, this is just one of those ones. I mean, it just starts you off on, uh, you know, just out of nowhere. You have no idea what's going on. Just uh, seems like a happy-go-lucky family. You know, and um, pops up on the screen, right? Well, actually, right before the happy-go-lucky family, yeah, that's where it says. Um, while these while these events are fictional, these people existed, flashing all over the screen. Yeah, and it's crazy how back way back when it was like you know, there's no houses like next to each other or anything. Like every time you see a house, it's like hella far. From anywhere else. So you see this house and there's just nothing around it. See a little kid, um, uh, dad and a mom. That's it. Just looks like a regular ass family till they get the knock at the door. And, and the dad, with, he's there with his gang too. Yeah. And you, I mean, and you don't really see it right away. You really just see just one person 
who walks in behind, uh, I mean, Rufus Buck, you don't even know who he is, but the dad looks like he has seen a ghost. He's shitting himself when he sees, uh, when he sees Rufus Buck. And, uh, because he knows Rufus is there doing death's business. <laughs> he is the devil. He's the yeah, death right dealer. <laughs> the Grim Reaper himself. That's what they called him, right? Yeah. Just well, walks they, in. They called him that. Oh, no, they called Nate Matt that, right? Yeah. Uh-oh, there we go. Crispy said, give me the phone. <laughs> Get done with the get down. So the dad, I mean, he looks like he's seen a ghost. Like he doesn't even know what's going on. Like Rufus just kind of pushes his way in there. I mean, nothing. You know, everything's cool, calm, and you know, and collected with him. Like I mean, there's no rushing. Like there's no nothing. Everyone just can't take their eyes off of him. And he pulls out the gold pistols. Mm-hmm. Throws them right on the right on the table there. Nobody knows what's going on either. I mean, except the dad. Of course, he knows what's going on. He points his guns right at right at the kid and the wife first. The dad's right in front of him, right at the head of the table. He points the gun right at them first. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, the dad is, your quarrel's with me. He's like, so, let's, let, let's go continue this outside. <laughs> it's, just, it's with me. And not... I mean, he doesn't do anything fast. He slowly moves both of those guns over to the wife. Executes her. He's pissed. Rushes after him. Boom! Executes him just like that. The kid. This little kid. I don't know. Nine, ten years old. Whatever he Mm. is. Freaking the hell out. Mm. Freaking the hell out. And it's fucked up because like later i mean it's a this like when i watched it the second time and then finally saw the, the ending because the first time i watched it, i didn't watch it fully mm-hmm. you know and you're like oh shit you know what i mean because it just brings you back to like yeah he put his he put bread through the same shit it's, it's wild man it is wild and yeah noble creations poor mom's totally innocent totally is mm-hmm. i mean that was the what that was the only way that he could really get back at the dad the way that uh the way that he got at shout him. Out to, shout out to Young Noble. Yeah, we're going to, uh, yeah, we're going to learn a lot about this backstory of what happens right here. It just throws you right into it. And the last thing that you do, or the last thing that he does is he pretty much cuts a little cross. Yep. Right, right into the young, yeah, right into the young kid's forehead. And the cross just symbolizes so many things throughout the movie. Just keep seeing the cross. I mean, it's kind of like also like, listen, man, I don't. It's almost like he marked him because he said he's sparing him. Yeah. Like, right. But also, just in case well, later on when this, when this motherfucker's balls drop and he got some facial hair, he don't recognize him. He's going to see that motherfucking carving. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh shit, it's you. That scar. I remember. It's you. And so, I mean, that's all we get of like the backstory of this movie. We have no idea like what's going on. Next thing, and it's just some time later in Salinas, Texas, just some mm-hmm. random church. This uh, <laughs> it's crazy how even back then, even the uh, even the priests were gangsters trying to uh, <laughs> just trying to go in and muscle up. He's like, hey, 
this uh, comes into the church, that coin uh, shipment's running a little late. What's going on? Mm -hmm. He doesn't know who's there, though. Because uh, the dude who's there, he's kind of like kneeled down, almost looks like he's praying or something, looks like it could be the father there. But then he turns around and gets up, and oh, man. Mm. Now, now we got a little bit of a standoff going. Yeah, a Mexican standoff right there in the middle of Texas. Hold on, let me grab a lighter. Yep. Yeah, and this was uh, I want I want to hear what Bogey's thoughts about this first scene was because it was totally out of nowhere. And you see, he um the uh, the the shady pastor or whatever. I mean, he comes in like definitely like out of nowhere, you know. Um, and just the reaction that he has when it's not the priest that's in there, and he's like, "Oh man," because you you know that he's just been punking that other priest, and now he knows. That uh, th there's going to be some hell to pay, and he calls him like the scorpion or something. Calls him out by it. Dude has a scorpion tattoo like all over his hand. What up, Alex? And uh, yeah, then he takes takes off his hat, reveals the reveals the cross that's there, and uh, yeah, pretty much calls him out for everything that he's done along the way. And it's time to draw. Now it's time to get to fighting. And uh, real quick, like, uh, I mean, goes real slow as far as when they're about to do the, uh, when they're about to draw. And then that's when it just gets real crazy. <laughs> Pulls out, cocks it, and it's just, everything is so exaggerated when he's being shot. It's like he's being being shot in the shoulder. It's like, being, and then being shot again, and like almost falls back. And then one more time, fully just like up in the air. And he still shoots him one more time for good measure before he comes all the way uh, down onto the ground and uh, rips the, uh, I don't even know what that is, but like the priest necktie or like whatever rips that off of him. Tells the, the priest of the local church, whichever one he's in, that he can come out now. And he tells him, take this guy into the take him into the sheriff get that's uh, like four or five thousand dollars get that for your church like why don't you do it and uh, he responds because i'm worth 10 <laughs> he's a bigger gangster and uh now we get a little bit of an insight into old uh nathaniel love not love is uh what he goes by and yeah he's kind of like He's, uh, I mean, it's almost like he's the, he's the Batman of Cowboys is like what I got out of this. Like he's an outlaw, like for sure, but he's out there trying to do some good bidding as well. And uh, then he just kind of rides off into the sunset and we're still very confused on like what is going on. We have no idea, except now we know that um, this kid Nat Love. And the reason we even know his name, we don't even know his name. It, it comes up in the credits because nobody even says his name or like anything like that uh, before then. What up, Bakes? We just got in to the harder they fall right now. And I want to hear, uh, Bogey said he was going to find a lighter. I want to hear his thoughts on this opening scene. Because it was a good one and completely out of nowhere. And then right after that, we're going to meet the Crimson Gang. <coughs> and uh, right after their, their little bank robbery. Here he goes. All right. So I want to hear, what were your thoughts, Bogey? I'm not knowing anything about the movie. You know, you see that opening scene. What were your first thoughts about the very first scene when we see Nat Love groan? Um, 
like uh, revenge. He's out for some kind of revenge. You know what I mean? You know, obviously, um, you know, <laughs> you could assume he had a crazy upbringing, no parents. You know what I mean? He's obviously, he's he's obviously thugged out, running with a gang. You know what I mean? The Nat Love Gang. Oh yeah, he's you know what I mean. And then you know, I'm you know, I'm. We don't even know who the Ezra character is yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of, you know, and then obviously Jonathan Majors. Um, I mean, it's crazy because this movie would probably be way bigger than it was, but he had all that shit going on with him in the past year. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, with all the, because he's like major right now. I think he even had like a movie where like uh, it was supposed to be like nominated for an Oscar and then they, they removed his, the nominations for it. Okay. Like it's really bad for him right now. Otherwise, I swear, you know what I mean? Because this, this, he's 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 super badass in this one too. Like, I love the acting in this movie. And which who are you, who are you talking about? I'm talking about I'm talking about Nat's uh, uh, Jonathan Major's character. Okay. Yeah, because you're talking about Nat, right? When he first yeah. grew up. Yeah. When yeah. he first grown grown up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and you know you just like okay, and you know for me it, it amazes me too because it's like I feel like this is a very even though this is probably how it really happened, like, you know, cowboys were black and Mexican and stuff like that. Like, it's just, you know, because we're used to, like, the whitewashed version of it. And then, like, yeah. so in my mind, I would just assume, like, the black people were just very scarce and far in between because it was still very segregated. But the flip side is that, like, if you're out there outlawing it, right, you're, you got to be one of the baddest motherfuckers just because you aren't white. You know what I mean? Yeah. On top of that. That's for sure. Yeah, hell yeah. And, uh, man, we meet this Crimson Gang in the second in the second scene, pretty much like the opening scene. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I mean this crimson gang. I mean, we don't even know they're called the crimson gang until later, but they got yep. the little crimson uh little hoods on their head or whatever. The red, the, the red hood gang or something like that is what they call them. Or the yeah. crimson gang, yeah. The crimson, yeah. And uh man, they just got them like scouted from like up in the rocks, like hell up in the rocks. Dudes got the the long rifle, just bow, oh, just blast them out of nowhere. I mean, they're taking down a whole gang just because they got the position on them. There was only three of them, I think, is what there was. Maybe two two or three of them. And uh, they took out this whole Crimson gang. And the main, like, you remember the guy who who lives out of all those Crimson gang dudes? The one who, uh, he's there right at the end. He, like, pulls the um, the gun out of his, uh, his boot, like a little small one. You remember that guy? Yeah. And he comes in later in the stagecoach and all that and gives more info. <laughs> yep. That's Damon Wayne's son. Oh, word? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Damon Wayne's Jr. Yep. Yeah, and after I, after I realized that, then you look at his face and you can kind of see it. But, you know, definitely blending in. You know, you don't even really realize it. I mean, they probably would have had, like, more. I, I feel like this movie was supposed to have, like, Don Cheadle and, like, uh... Uh, uh, who's the dude that played Back Panther? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So they actually Boseman. had, uh, yeah, Bose- Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Yeah, they did have, uh, I forget exactly, man. I should have like, a tribute oh, to yeah. him or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's multiple tributes to him. He had uh, just died in real life. Yeah. And especially like a lot of these, a lot of these actors from London and, you know, from England and all that. And so, like, he was one of, he was one of their peeps. That's for sure. And Bakes had never seen it. Sounds good. It's super good. You got it. It's on um, Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Super badass movie. And Tia said the first time I learned about Majors was from this movie. I mean, it's oh, real word. good. It's real good in this movie. Yeah. yeah. First time I heard him, he was in that Loki series. And like, you know, I knew he I I knew the name 
because like you know what I mean like I knew he was gonna play Kang and like Kang's like a big major baddie in right. in, uh, in Marvel. So that's a big role. Like, oh shit! And then you know this, it was kind of gonna make his career, and like kind of, and it was like obviously the Rock, the Creeds, and the you know what I mean he started doing all these other, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, sure. along, yeah, because you know Michael B. Jordan was kind of the other guy on the come up. You know what I mean? Yep, that's for sure. But yeah, real, real nice opening scene, uh, opening two scenes with there and um, Damon Wayne's Jr. This motherfucker, like he was like, you guys, you don't even know who you're stealing from. Yeah, bro, they run around. That's right, because that was the Lucci from uh from from one of the um from one of the Roscoe the, the Roscoe gang, right? Or Roscoe, yeah. name, bro, the Rufus gang. Rufus gang. Yeah. yeah. And uh yeah, so they said that half of the money was supposed to be going to them, pretty much. I mean, Rufus just has his hand in every gang. That's how bad of a motherfucker he is. Like, you want to pull a crime anywhere on these United States, you gotta pay homage to the Rufus Button gang, and that's pretty much what was happening. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So he's like laughing at him and shit. They let him live though. They let him live. I think because uh, they they wanted him to know who robbed him. Like that's the thing. Like he yeah. I mean because that's how you get it around the word of mouth. Back yeah. then, you need to ask somebody to go run and tell a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because even we don't know anything about Rufus Buck right now. When we start getting into the next scenes, when uh, when we get back to uh, not love. He's riding into Douglasville and he goes into the Mary stagecoach. Then we start hearing a little bit more about Rufus Buck and how he's about to be locked up in Arizona, you know, until the end of time and all that shit. We get a little bit more of the backstory of what, what's going on with him. Man, the, the scene in the stagecoach was really dope, though. You know, like um, just I mean, everything, the song, everyone's carrying on. I just imagine, you know, I don't even know how many years they're really removed from slavery, you know, in this. But like, man, this is just like, man, whole bunch of free motherfuckers having fun. <laughs> I mean, they're throwing the money up in the air like this yeah. gangsters doing some gangster shit at night. Yeah, well, um, yeah, they never say the year when when it's supposed to be taking place. And I'm, 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 I was the whole time watching. I'm trying to remember without googling. Like, when was the emancipation? slavery you know what i mean because like that'll put kind of i mean I'm, I'm assuming this is late 1800s right you know what i mean maybe even you know super early 1900s yeah totally could be i mean like you had cities and prisons and all kind of you know what i mean i mean i guess like colonial america was you know when was that 1500s yeah and still not even much though like man i mean we see pretty much every town that they go into it's literally like the town on Back to the Future 3. Yep. You know, like, that's what I think of when I and think of nowhere. Yeah, and it's like just one, like, street, and it's just, like, a, a handful of businesses. Got your saloon, maybe you got a blacksmith, some shit like that. Nobody lives in town, you know? Like, maybe you live kind of close, but, like, the middle of town is just where all the businesses are. It is crazy, too, because it's like I always, when I'm watching this show, I'm like, how the fuck do they get everywhere? Just by horse, for real? Like, I guess, like, you ride the train as far as you can go. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's just a trip, bro. They cover a lot of ground. They just sleep somewhere. Red Dead Redemption. About a three-day ride. Hey, Red Dead Redemption, man. We've all played it before. Seems like you're riding forever on that damn horse, but you get there. You get there. And uh, one of the people that we meet, uh, when we get into um, uh, Stagecoach Mary's Saloon or whatever, is Cuffy. Uh, oh, is okay. At the, yeah. at the door. Gangster chick who's at the door. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, it's funny because like, you know, just small little tomboyish chick, you know, and uh, it's funny. Tells uh, tells Nat Love to check it, check his iron. He does. He throws it up there. And then it's the next two guys who's like, we ain't checking nothing. <laughs> Whoops both of their asses real quick. Take their asses to the sheriff. They don't get their guns until they leave town. Ooh. <laughs> and it's crazy that that's how it was back then. You know, it's open carry. You get in trouble, you got to leave town. You get your guns back, but you got to leave town. I mean, shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody got a six shooter on them. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's ready. To, everybody's ready to get it popping. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And uh, yeah, we get <laughs> so funny. Uh, I I forget his uh, the right hand man um, who comes in when he's uh, he's hanging out in Mary's room. She tell, Mary tells Cuffy go tell him to get cleaned up. Says where the room's at and all that. <laughs> they they start making out. They're about to get down to biz, and his friend comes in. Says, oh, y'all was making with the sex. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Cock block. laughs> oh man, so ridiculous. Once <laughs> you had me dying, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> man, is it not like a cowboy thing? In like every single cowboy movie ever, it's like. The man comes to like the woman. You you don't th- you don't know if they know each other or not, and then just bow punch right in the face because they did him dirty somewhere right. along the way. Every cowboy movie has that in it. Hell yeah! I mean, even in Shanghai Nights or Shanghai Noon, Roy O'Banney he show up at the whorehouse and they're all mad at him. They all love. <laughs> they all like him, but they're all mad at him. <laughs> yeah, but he done, he done, he done ran through all of them. <laughs> Oh man, and yeah, so we just a little bit more backstory on a few different things, and then that's when they get um what the hell is that character's name? But it's Damon Wayne's Jr. What's his name? Monroe Grimes. He shows up at the uh, at stagecoach Mary's place. They snatch him up, then they start asking him all these questions and everything. And he said, Rufus Buck's about to get out. Bullshit. Oh, he's about to get out. Doesn't know how, doesn't know when, but he knows he's about to get out. They're like, what the fuck? And it just shivers through everybody, bro. Yeah. You can mention the name of Rufus. (laughs) The most ruthless. And their whole gang, too, because, man, Cherokee Bill, I mean, he's already got the shout out in in that second scene. Um, dude talking about being like the fastest gun in the West. Oh, you ain't as fast as Cherokee Bill. Ooh. Cherokee Bill's a fast motherfucker, though. Damn. Yeah. And it's crazy because, see, that I love how he, they, even that dude got the rep. You know what I mean? Hold on. Yeah. My girl's <laughs> got the rep for the fastest gun in the West, the most rootinest tootinest. And yeah, that's all. <laughs> he's so pissed about that too. I can't even remember what his name is to save my life right now. But he's always getting hella pissed because every time he talks about how fast he is, every single time they bring up Cherokee Bill, he's the mm-hmm. most he's the most notorious quick draw. They trying to build. They trying to build it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. They trying to build it up to be a, a you know what I mean an epic showdown at one point. I like that though. Yeah. Cause that's how it was in the in the old west, right? Yeah, like it was all reputation, and that's why motherfuckers. It was imperative you let one of the motherfuckers live. Hell yeah, yeah. Today's Friday. 
So, of course, now that we hear about Rufus Buck about to get out, of course, next thing we do is we pan to the Rufus Buck gang, and we just see them just heading towards the train. It's the train and them just heading towards the same spot. It looked like they're like nine or ten deep is what it is. And you see, um, I mean, it's Regina King, Trudy Smith. <laughs> Pam, BDB, is uh, is heading up. She's uh, she's leading the whole pack. And uh, gangster. Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> like what'd you think about how she, there's no other way to stop the train, right? Like, you have to get in front of the train. Mm-hmm. How are you going to stop it? I mean, shit. See, that's how gangster it is, though. I mean, like, you're like, all right, we're going to put their humanity in, in question here because they're either going to run me over or they're going to stop that shit. But she was willing to take that that risk, though. You know what I mean? And even then, as far away as it is, you can kind of see. I mean, it still looks like you got to start the, the, the process, though. You know what I mean? Well, when you hear the, I mean, yeah. you, the, uh, yeah. you know, when you hear the start, I mean, it's still a little bit of ways. I mean, yeah. You know they could have moved in time. Had well, they, I mean, they, they had to start to stop the stopping uh, uh, process that but way back there, you know what I mean? Yeah, you like, she's like, boom, putty in my hands, just as just as we planned. Hell yeah, Noble Creation said such a G in this movie. Hell yeah, she runs it. Hell yeah, because yeah, it's not like. I don't know. It's He's not basically the right hand man. Yeah, because her and Rufus. I mean, you know, you can tell there's definitely something going on yeah, there. They're, they're they're an item, quote unquote. It's I mean, ride or die. I mean, yeah, it's really like like I'd it almost doesn't even seem like that though. Maybe they didn't have a label on it or something, but yeah, it just seems like she's almost like the mom of the gang. You know, like they kind of needed someone to keep them in line a little bit, someone to organize. She's obviously hella smart with the yeah. way she's uh, orchestrating stuff. Organizer, yeah, facilitator, yeah, and then we get um, pretty. I mean, what I think is is damn near. I mean, one of the best scenes in the movie, Cherokee Bill coming on there to you know, we do not like violence, but you are in the presence of violent people. Explaining uh, what's going on, who they are, mm-hmm. and then of course, oh, we get a hero. There's always a hero, <laughs> and uh, man, it's funny. Puts his fists up like he's gonna fight. Wants to see it. And he was ready to ducks him, snatches, snatches the knife like six times, just three on each leg real quick on the insides of his legs. He's done. He's done. That guy's done. Um, they got some, you got a major artery right there, too. Yeah. Around that area. So he, he probably know he knows his anatomy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, shit's going to be hard to deal. Going to be hard to stand to stand up if you got cuts all over the inside of your legs. Not going to be able to stand up. And it's funny. The rest of the gang, nobody really, nobody says anything besides Cherokee Bill and uh, and Trudy. <laughs> but you see the rest of the gang, like they're just like, you know, like just, you know, <laughs> making little motions at him. Like, what's up? What's up? I'm about to fuck you up. And just like all the way, making sure everyone's scared shitless. Right. They go into the next car. How old do you think that kid is with the gun? Think he's like just barely enlisted, 18 years old? Yeah, I was about to say, he's probably like, Adoles- you know, adolescence. Yeah. That's what you consider like 17 to like 20-ish. Yeah. I'm sure you could be in some type of... I'm, I'm sure you could be somewhere holding a gun when you're 16 back then. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the West, right? It's the old West. And it's his dad that we find out who's like the main lieutenant here, who uh, yeah. they're all kind of after who's running the show. Yep. So you, know, you know the kid, you know the kid was raised in it. <sighs> yep. 
This kid had some balls on him. They asked. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they finally got him to lower his gun because uh, there's way too many of him. He's got one gun. That's he's about to be done. Mm-hmm. And um, she, uh, Trudy asked him, how many, how many officers you got over there? 30. <laughs> he clocks the gun. <laughs> 10, 10. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. And uh, man, everything in this movie is like build up and anticipation. And now, now we just know that we got about eight gangsters on one side of it. You know, you got about ten lawmen on mm-hmm. the other side of this uh, this door. You don't even know what's necessarily going on. Uh, I mean, at this point, I don't even know if we know if this is the Rufus Buck gang. I mean, maybe in the uh, maybe in the what's it called in the um, in the credits, it, it kind of shows their pictures, show who the Buck gang is. But Cherokee Bill. He's real, real calm this entire time. You know, he's got like a swag about him that, uh, you know, he's the guy who could talk. He could shoot his way out of anything, but I bet he talks his way out of a lot of stuff like as well. Makes yep. it easier for him to pull the gun on people too. Yep. I was going to say he's, he's a finesser. Yeah. So explaining everything to the guy. Oh yeah. We got one year. We got one year soldiers out here. And uh, we're going to be coming in there. You got something that we want. We, you, you, we got something you want. You got something that we want. And <laughs> it's like, you better let him go. And Trudy just shoots him right in the shoulder. Like yeah, right there. <laughs> Didn't even wait for nothing. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pam, hella hard in this joint. Hell yeah. Starts talking more. Shoots him right in the leg. <laughs> so, hey, you know I like my countdowns. Come on. I, I like them. About to about to ruin his countdown, but he counts it all the way down from ten, and they open the door. They open it, and uh, they come in. They got the kid there. Everyone's got their guns. They get him to lower the guns and everything. They're they're listening. These lawmen, they're they're listening because they got the kinfolk there. Yeah. Then we get the whole story right now that we got Rufus Buck in a cage, being transported from one prison to another. And General George Price pardoned him if they go and they kill a lieutenant, a shady lieutenant, mm-hmm. and his men who went, they shady robbed, lawmen. they robbed, what did they do? They, they robbed silver from a town and they killed everybody, including the women and children. Mm-hmm. Man, and see, and like they're the criminals, right? Like, I mean, that was one of the first things you said. What are you doing, criminal? I'm not a criminal, sir. And uh, but that that's the first thing. They're the criminals, right? But like mm-hmm. these lawmen are the ones gunning, killing a whole bunch of women and children just to steal some silver. Shady I mean, business. It's just how the, I mean, you know what I mean? People feel entitled and shit. Like they could do they could do things and pe- pe- other people can't. Like if they're exempt. Fuck that. And seeing what's crazy about this and this scene just in general, <coughs> all the criminals and cowboys, those are all the black folks, right? Yep. All the lawmen, those are all, all the white folks. folks. And that's really what it was, right? Like back then, I mean, that that's why, I mean, you even said in the beginning, this probably is one of the most realistic adaptations of any cowboy movie because it was all the all the black folks and the brown folks. Yeah, they're movie. the outlaws. Yeah. Because you just weren't accepted. So, you know what I mean? You had to, to take that shit. By any means necessary. I mean, even uh, even in the white, with, with the uh, with the white folks, bro, like, 
their prejudice against uh, the Irish in the beginning as well. And the Italians, yeah. like, that's why if you buy like gangs in New York, that was another one of those historic pieces that was pretty, uh, you know, they took historic figures and it kind of wrote, you know, some of his fiction. But anyway, my point is, you know what I mean? They they would, uh, everything was like a gang, but even like the different firemen, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the Irish firemen, and they would, they would go to war with fucking the other firemen who's going to put the building out, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Man, and uh, this scene, um, yeah, we got to do it the justice and just explain it. I wish, I wish we could show it, but YouTube hates us if we <laughs> if we show the clips. But um, yeah, it's funny. The lieutenant, he doesn't like at first. He doesn't want to do nothing. They tell him to open the. They tell him to open it. He's like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So Cherokee Bill's got to take out the gun, shoot someone real quick, get his attention. Then they pull out the full pardon, show him what's up. And they got to open it. They got to open it. And man, it's like 40 minutes into the movie, 35, 40 minutes into the movie. And we finally see Rufus Buck, Idris Elba. Man, it's a real iconic moment in the movie. And just the just everything. Like we're talking about, this is like any movie that we've seen. I mean, like I think of like Hannibal Lecter when he's like coming out. Like any of these notorious reveals of whoever is just like the craziest. Oh, like yeah, like I like yeah, like in Hannibal, he's like hello, Clarice. Yeah, it's like one of the craziest motherfuckers alive. So notorious, you know. And um, man, he comes out. They take off the shackles, and man, just kicks that shit out of the way. You can tell some heavy ass chains. Fuck yeah, I'm throwing some fatty. <laughs> and uh, the lieutenant's about to start talking. He tells him to shut up. Get shot. Right away, like he should. Yeah, scumbag. Get the job done. Who here can drive a train? They needed to see who could do it. They only needed one person. Whoever can get this train the hell out of there now, because now it needed to move. And it's that kid. <laughs> out of all these people, it's that young ass kid is the one that could drive the train, and that's it. Yeah, all everybody else got to die. Yeah, that's all he says. Everybody but him. Starts walking and man, it's such a good song. That's probably why we get flagged too, um, because that song just goes like super hard. What what what's that song? It's Shine and Barrington Levy, right? Yeah, but uh, fucking what's that song called? I mean, you can just look it up, Shine and Barrington, then you'll find it. But that shit goes that shit goes hard. I was like, it was funny because like you know. Shine was a real dope like lyricist, you know what I mean? But then, like, you know, he gets with Bad Boy and they kind of he kind of has the tonality of a biggie, so they kind of try to, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah, good song though, super wild. And then just gets into it. And this might be one of the first pieces that give us the the Quentin Tarantino esque like type of like feel Mm because, like, everybody but him. And then it cuts into slow motion. Everyone starts shooting in every fucking direction possible. But Rufus Buck with his slow stroll out, every bullet is going in front of him or behind him. Every bullet, every bullet casing that's dropping is just dropping to the side of his feet as he walks. And man, what a fucking scene. What? (laughs) Yeah. Everybody but him. Hell yeah. Alex said, badass movie. What up, Kyle? He said, great movie, guys. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Kyle said, been running the Marvel uh, Universe now. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. There's like 20-some movies now, bro. I think that's they kind of kind of hit a little brick wall there. 
especially with the writer's strike and stuff, like kind of put a lot of things to a stall. Then now the Jonathan Majors thing, because they're trying to switch gears because he was like going to be like the next fucking 10 years, basically. Yeah. Next, yeah. you know what I mean? The next like two phases was going to be, he was going to be the big bad. Yeah. So now they're going to like, they're trying to like switch to like Dr. Doom or something. I don't know. They're, yeah. they're going to figure something out. Because yeah, because I think Jonathan Majors is going to trial. Damn. Yeah. He's going to, going to trial, I think it's next September, I think. Or he might be in trial already now. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to hear about this. And uh, Crispy, this movie, two, uh, 2021. So just movies two years old. And uh, it's a Netflix movie. So um, you'll be able to see it on Netflix. We'll be right back. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, the final part that, like, right after, they got the whole montage. And then you see the train, like, taking off. And then it's, like, their whole gang. I think it's, like, nine of them. They're just right there looking at the train looking off into the looking off into the sunlight and man what an epic epic scene and that's how we're gonna end act number one here we got uh we got three acts to go if you guys are not following the audio version of the podcast silver screen breakdowns go follow on apple on spotify leave us a five-star review we'll read out your review live and yeah we got act number two coming along right here the on um on the silver screen breakdowns podcast and on the silver screens great breakdown movie uh youtube channel everything drops monday wednesday and friday so if you missed any parts of it you can go check out um each act individually and make sure you're going and downloading the episodes make sure that you are going and um hitting the like button on the youtube videos as well because it helps new people find us all right we're gonna jump over to act number two and bogey will be there on the other side here we go peace out everybody This ain't a dream, we really live this shit Don't intervene, yo, we with this shit That's where the most high, we the most lit